So I want to talk a little bit about this gift. Um, So there's purpose to a gift that you give to somebody, right? You give someone something, and it's a reason either you know the person and you know that they're going to love it. I don't know if she's going to love the bubble gun. I hope she does. But um, with gifts, you could change the culture of something, right? So let's say if we hear Jeremiah and Katie scream and, and cry right now, which is awesome that you brought that up. Um, she could go over there, and with the bubble gun, she'll change the culture inside of that room because the kids are going to start laughing and having a great time. Amen? All right. Um, with the notebook, she could take notes of today's uh, preaching, and tomorrow go through her notes and change someone's life, walk into, some, into a building, into uh, the job or whatever, and change someone's life, um, change the culture in there. And with the Starbucks um, card, she could go and, you know, buy herself some coffee, and think about um, the fun and the knowledge that she gave somebody. Amen? Um, so let's go to Acts chapter 2. So we're talking about, uh, about this gift that it was for Norma and how she could change a culture, how she could change uh, people, how she could change a lot with just a bubble gun and a notebook, right? Um, <clears throat> It's walking with purpose and knowing what you're doing at that moment and receiving what God has for you. <clears throat> so it's the same thing with, with a heavenly gift that God has for us. Amen? Um, that's the title of, our, of today's, or maybe you could put it up, um, Aftermath, Heavenly Gift. And um, I'm extremely excited to share with you what God has for you today. At the retreat, um, God gave me, you know, like four minutes for me to talk, and the rest was just praying for people, and it was amazing. But God wants you to know a little bit more of what he has for you and what he has given you already. Um, With that being said, so let's go to Acts chapter 2. All right, everyone there? Amen? All right. We're going to read the whole chapter. We're going to read a lot today. On the day of Pentecost... All the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of, of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they, were, where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the, the loud noise, everyone, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the, by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are all from, from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages? Here we are Parsians, Medes, and all these other people. <laughs> people from Mesoponia, Judea, and etc. Um, let's jump all that because I'm not going to read it. Both Jews and covenants to Jerusalem. Um, let me see. Let's start in 12. They stood there amazed and, and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked each other. But others in the crowd ridic- ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you 
fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servant men and women alike, and they will prophesy, and I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will come will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before the great and the glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. People of Israel, listen. Listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazareth by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as, well, as, as you well know. But God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of, of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to the cross and killed him. But God released him from the, from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in, in its grip. King David said this about him. I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your holy one to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the, that the patriarch David wasn't referring to himself, for he died and was buried, and his tomb is still among us. But he was a prophet, and he knew God had promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on his throne. David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah resurrection. Amen. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead or allow his body to rot in the grave. 32, God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he exalted, now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven and God's right, at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us, just as you, you see and hear today. For David himself never ascended into heaven, yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him, Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him, and to other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children. And those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. 
Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his, li his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostle te apostles' teaching and to fellowship and sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Amen. God, I ask you, God, that you just that you just pour your spirit today, God. I ask you, Lord, that you guide us through this message, Lord, that it may be you the one that's using me, God, that it may be your word from your mouth, God, from your spirit today, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in your name. Amen. I just want to leave the mic and walk away, huh? Um, so, God's amazing, and he's just wonderful. Um, the father that night, if you didn't hear the, the preaching on Friday, um, here this coming week in the podcast, Mario preached about before they got to the, to the, uh, to the day of Pentecost, and it was amazing how that happened. We didn't plan it. But <clears throat> at the day of the Pentecost, when they were there, they, you know, at some point they were confused, and they didn't know what was going to happen, and then Jesus appeared to them, and all these wonderful things started happening. And then we, we know that Jesus, you know, he, he went up to heaven, and, and they were waiting for what, what's, what was promised for them. They were waiting for something. They, they knew that something was coming. And as they were together in fellowship, eating together, something amazing happened. If we read in Acts verse 2, it says, Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. So they were sitting together. They were just talking, and, and something happened. A huge, huge noise happened, and they were awe at that moment, started speaking in different languages and different things were happening to them that they at that moment did not understand. <clears throat> the Father gave them a beautiful gift. At that moment, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gave them the ability to speak in different languages. See, the Father has something great for you. And he has already given it to you. And you walk day by day. You, you wake up day by day. And you go to work and you go to school. And you have this in you. You have this gift in you that is just waiting to be opened. It's just waiting to be unwrapped. <clears throat> in the moment that this happens, in the moment that they see and they hear and all these things started happening, the people around them heard it as well. The people around them heard what was going on, and they were in that moment. They wanted to know what was happening. In that moment, the apostles became the center of attention. 
despite of the celebration and everything else that was going around them, in that moment, they were the center of attention. And all eyes were turned to them. <clears throat> if we read uh, verse 5, it says, at that time, there were devout Jews from every nation, right? <clears throat> when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by, by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? See, when you, when you start walking in, in, in a calling that the Father has given you, if you, when you start walking in a calling that, that the Father had for you and the reason why he created you, things start happening and things are, they become more clear and they become different. Um, you're no longer just living to live. You're no longer just working for your future. You're no longer just doing life. You're also, like, doing, like, walking with God with purpose. You know, you're not just working so that you could have a home and whatever. Now it's that plus you're working for the kingdom. You're working in the kingdom. Um, and when that happens, the people that surround you automatically, they become, like, the glue. Actually, you become, like, the glue of them and God. See, <clears throat> they start to become attractive to you. You're attractive to them. So they start to become attractive to you, and they want to come and see what's going on. So people, people are impacted the moment that you start walking in your calling because now you're walking for a reason. You're walking with purpose. Are you following me? <clears throat> um, so they came, right, and it says, how can this be? They exclaim, these people are all from Galilee, and yet... Uh, we hear them speak our languages. And towards the end, um, if we go to verse, let me see. We're going to skip a lot. Okay, we'll go to verse 37. It says, Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? See, <clears throat> when people, when you start walking in that calling that God has for you, when you unwrap that gift that God gave you, what happens is that people start coming to you and they start asking you questions of your life. Like, why are you like that? Why are you different? Has anybody ever had that experience at work or at church or at, at, not at church, at school, whatever? With me, um, it was Jerry. And he's not here today. But Jerry constantly, every time that we would hang out, he'd be like, dude, why are you different? Like, what's it about you? I want to know. I want to know what you have. I want to I want to experience joy like you do. I feel joyful when I'm around you, but I don't feel it when I'm at home. Only when I'm around you. See, that happens with you as well. If you pay a cl close attention, the people that come close to you and don't know the Father, they start experiencing something that they haven't experienced before. Like those things happen. Um for example, my mom used to work uh let's just remember right now. My mom used to work in this house in Calabasas. And she used to clean the house, right? And everyone in the house told her that the, the lady was, like, really mean and, and she, you know, didn't like to be talked to or whatever. Well, when my mom was there, things were different. When my mom was there, like, even the daughters loved my mom. And they said, oh, hi, how are you, blah, blah, blah. Not because it's my mom. I mean, she is the best person ever. But because she holds the father. She, she, she holds the gift in her. And that happens with each and every single one of us. When we start encountering and when we start walking in our calling, the people that are around us, 
something has to happen. Something needs to happen. If I'm here, and example, bad example, but if I smell, they're going to smell me, right? And it's the same with the Holy Spirit. If I have the Holy Spirit, they have to feel the Holy Spirit. Like there is, there is no reason why the Holy Spirit was meant just for me. Amen? Um, so they started asking like, oh, like what can we do? Like I, we want to experience that or this or that. And and what's amazing to me, what, what's so powerful is what Peter said. And let's go to verse 38. <clears throat> Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise to you, to your children, and those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. See, one thing that I want you to understand, and if it's not clear, um, as in gifts, I'm talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit himself. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Spirit, the love of the Holy Spirit, the tongues, the, the prophesying, the word of knowledge, everything, all of those gifts. That's what I'm talking about. See, it says here, it's, it's very clear, like, all you have to do is just, you know, repent. And all of you here, I know that you have because you're here. If not, you wouldn't be here. Um, <clears throat> so we all have access to that. That gift became automatically ours the moment that we, that we said yes to God. That moment that we were like, you know what, God, like, this is, this is the moment. I'm, I'm walking with you now. So there is no doubt that this, that this now belongs to you. <clears throat> After that, it says that these people became so, the apostles were so attracted to everyone that that, that morning, because it was in the morning, like he says, over 3,000 people gave their lives. Over 3,000. Just because they said yes to God. Just because they allowed God to, to give them much more, just because they, they were brave enough to just open up that gift and experience what was inside that gift for them. <clears throat> Let's go to verse 42. <clears throat> um, so before we read, I'm not going to go too much into this because then Kevin and Mario will kill me. But these last two, ver- th- these last couple of verses in Acts two, um, it talks about community, and and um, for those of you that don't know, what, next year what's happening is that we're going into this time of community, and we want to learn more about community. And if God is putting it in our hearts um, at, as leaders and board of the, of the church, I know that it's in your hearts as well. So. I want you to pay really close attention to this. Verse 42, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. 
all while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. See, <clears throat> what happened after that? Community happened after that. After they, 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 they unwrapped their gift, after they, they said, you know what, like, yes, let's do this. And those 3,000 people, like, came, like, they didn't even have to do anything. Community happened after. And they all devoted themselves to spend time together and just worship together with, and, 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 and experience the love of the Father together. Um, I encourage you all to, to start doing stuff like that. Last, last week, I think Mario talked about, that on, or talked about it on Friday. Um, we, were, we decided to come. Uh, Jesse had an idea to come here and just talk uh, the board and pray, right? So our intention was to pray, although it didn't happen. Um, we sat here in the front in a circle, and we started talking. And we were talking and talking about just stuff that are, that's happening in our lives and, and, and ministry, right? And talking about next year and planning how next year is going to look out for us and stuff like that. Um, it was an awesome night. We talked so much that we didn't have time to pray. Um, but see, what happened that night, it, it just ignited so much more for what we're going to do next year. It ignited so much more for what we are doing at this moment right now. Um, and what I'm trying to say is that get together amongst yourself. Side note, take Get together amongst yourself. Like, pray and, and worship. And on Monday, on Tuesday, uh, on Thursday, I'm not saying Wednesday because we have Bible study, but get together on the days that we often don't come together and experience the Father of, the, the love of the Father. Experience what the Father is doing among yourselves, and, and, and you'll see what will happen in that moment. <clears throat> um, so we saw Acts 2.38. That says that we have to repent of our sins, right? And turn to God. Um, so what happens next? What's after we have repented? What's after we said yes to God and, and all that stuff? If we go on to Acts 3, Acts 3 verse 1, <clears throat> we're going to read 1 through 9. Amen, if you're there? All right, 1 says, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried was being carried in. Each day he was, he was but beside, put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently intently um and peter said look at us the lame man looked at them eagerly expecting some money but peter said i don't have any silver or gold for you but i'll give you what i have in the name of jesus christ the nazareth get up and walk then peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up and as he did the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened amen he jumped up stood stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with, with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. Amen? <clears throat> so what happens after, after we said yes, what happens after we unwrap the gift, what happens after we are walking with the gift, this happens. 
after we unwrap that beautiful gift that God has for you, after we let the Holy Spirit move in you and you accept that you are holy, that you are righteous enough to receive that gift, this starts happening. See, in verse 1, it says that Peter and John went to the temple to take part in prayer service. What's another thing that we have to do? Seek God, obviously. There's a, verse in the, in the, in, there's a verse in the word that says, seek God and everything else will come with it. Well, this is one of them. I don't know about you, but I've experienced the gift of, of the Father, of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the, all those beautiful gifts, and I want to experience them every single day. That's now part of my goal. That's now part of my daily life. So if I seek the kingdom, that will come with it too. So you've never spoken in tongues. You've never done none of those things. Let's seek the kingdom together and you will see what today happens. You will see what God has for you. See, they were at the gate. That's where they saw this man, right? At the gate. You and I are at the gate. You and I are standing right there at the gate and we have the choice of saying, here is some cash. Of just walking in or of praying for that person. You have that choice at that moment of ignoring that person, of giving them the money or praying for that person. It is now your choice to use those gifts that God has already given you because you are holy and you are righteous and Jesus Christ did die for you. So you have access to use them. You have the choice of doing it. So what are we going to do? Are we going to say yes And are we going to pray for that lame man? Like I was sharing at the retreat, um, I have gout and I hate having gout because I love eating meat and I could not eat as much meat as I want. So I said, maybe someone that's out in the crowd has to pray for me so that I could be healed. Because I prayed. Let me tell you, I prayed a lot. And I'm like, God, like, I want to eat meat. Like, Like, come on, you know. But what God told me is maybe somebody out there sitting in those chairs has to be brave enough to stand up and come and pray for me so that I could be completely healed. And that's not just with me, but that's people in your family. That's your friends. That's the people that surround you, that you know that have been sick for a long time or that they need that word from the Father so that they can keep going forward. But we are being too scared and too afraid to take the risk, like the risk that they took, to take that risk at the gate so that we can experience so much more when we walk into the temple. So what happened at that moment is that they didn't walk into the temple empty-handed. They walked in there with that man, a changed man. See, this is funny. I just thought about the salvation didn't come first for this man. The healing came first and after came the salvation because he walked in there and gave praise to God. It's the same. Who is to say that someone that hasn't accepted Christ is not worthy of being healed? For God will make something out of that in their lives and they will forever be grateful. Yeah, maybe to you, but the honor is to God. Amen? So, today, um, what God wants to do is that he wants to do something different. Like, he wants to do what he's always intended to do, and and that is to baptize all of us in in something different. Um, 
I'm not going to go much deeper into this because I want to preach about this again. But <clears throat> there's something that God has for us, a baptism of fire that God just has for every single one of us to experience and to change a culture, to change the nation, to change where we live, to change the way that we do things. See, God wants to, to give you the, the knowledge, not the knowledge, to give you the awareness that you have it. Are you with me? We've prayed so many years, for so many years, like, God, please, I want this. Give it to me. But it's been given to you. It says there under word that the moment that they said yes, everything came. Amen? <clears throat> um, in Acts 2, 3, it said, then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. The following verse after that, it says, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. Everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Everyone present was able to have this ability by the Holy Spirit, by the gift that, that God had given them, that God had promised them. See, we, we have it easy, guys. We have it very easy. It's, it's there. It's as simple as, uh, as just walking under the tree and grabbing one of these gifts and opening them, but don't do it. Um, it. It's that simple as to just unwrapping that and allowing the Holy Spirit to work and, to be, and allowing yourself to be used by him. See, all of this promise was meant for you and for I. Like, all of that was meant for us. And, and I want you to understand that, see, when things happen when we're up here, when things happen when we're praying for people, those things happen because God loves you and God loves me and God loves us. And those are things that happen because we are able to do them. I want you to understand that, that you have the power and the ability to do this because it says here that the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. <clears throat> There's other nations and countries where they die for doing this. They die for, for walking in this calling. They die for doing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They die for saving people and for doing all this amazing stuff that God has for you and I. They die doing that. We have it so easy here. We have it so easy in this nation, in this country, being able to, to perform those miracles anywhere that we want. We have it so easy. We can change this, this nation. We can change this culture. We can change the things that happen around us. We have it so easy. And I want you to understand that. <clears throat> See, if you, if you didn't know of, let's say you don't know of someone that has gone through, like, persecution or anything like that. I'll, I'll, I'll share that a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to put her on blast, and she's not going to like it. But... Um, when my mom was five years old or six years old, uh, my mom had been, like, Christian since she was a little girl. And um, um, one day, her and my, my aunt were getting out of school, I believe. And the little kids that didn't like them because they were Christian threw a match on my mom's hair. And my mom had long hair up to here. And her hair burnt. And there was this five-year-old five little girl running from corner to corner burning, burning alive because she loved God, because she was seeking and going after God. 
And years later, that woman that you see has not stopped loving God and going after his heart and bringing people to the kingdom. See, we have it easy here, guys. We have it easy. It's so easy to just go in there and grab this gift and allow God to do it. We have it easy. If someone does that to us here, there's so many people to protect us. The law will protect us. We have it easy. We have it easy, and it's time for us to stand up and say enough is enough. There's brothers and sisters and other nations dying daily, every minute, for the love of the Father. We have it easy. It's so simple for us, guys. It's so simple for us to just stand up and start speaking the word of God, for us to start prophesying the prophecies that God gives you, for you to start saying out loud the dreams that God has given you for other people, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom that God has given you for people. We have it so easy. There's people dying out there. And we have access to their salvation. See, I need you to understand that, that there's people day by day that they walk and they go and they walk right next to us. And don't tell me that God has not spoken to you about that person. And how many times do we just walk away and not do anything? We have it easy. We have it simple. So I want you to understand That the Father loves you, man. The Father loves you. He is so in love with you. He wants you to just say yes and to start using the gifts that the Father has given you. There's, I just accepted Christ. I'm new to this. Or I'm too old for this. None of that matters. None of that exists. All that is just things that we make up in our head. Or or haven't been baptized in water. Or haven't done this. Or haven't. All he said was, say yes. There wasn't a manual to go by, right? Like, all those gifts will be to you if you do this, 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 and this. No, it was just access. It's access. Like, it's yours. It's for you to take. <clears throat> so if the worship team could come up, I, I want you to know that, that all this is for you. That all this, it, it, it's time to start walking in it, guys. It's time to start speaking out loud. Like we can't be afraid anymore of what the, the what the Holy, the Holy Spirit wants to do with you. We can't be afraid of of saying that word of wisdom or knowledge or prophecy or dream, whatever that God is giving you for other people. We can't be afraid of that anymore. We can change a whole culture. We can change the world. We can save lives by speaking and moving in the Holy Spirit and doing the things that God asks us to do. There, there's no standing in the back. There's no bench to warm. That, that doesn't exist. We're all in the game. We're all going together. So, so today something's going to happen. I know that the Father is going to ignite something in you that's going to want you to go after the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's going to want you to just say yes to God and move you in the way that he wants to move you. So if you can all just stand up on your feet. He is in love with you. He wants you to, to just take a risk. He wants you to just move forward. He wants you to just say yes and, and, and start speaking. And start dreaming. So we're going to worship with this song.
And we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to move and to do what he needs to do. And together we're going to say yes. And we're going to start seeing glorious things happen in here and outside of these four walls. We're going to start seeing a culture at home and at work and at school change. It is time to be brave and to stand up and say, yes, Father. Yes.